Welcome back, Mind Fudgers, to the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and of course, I always have my compatriot here with me. George Tripses. And uh, unfortunately, I promised you guys Andy was going to be back this week. He but, didn't quit uh, the show, right? He didn't quit the show. No, he'll be back for <laughs> next week, I'm assured. <laughs> he had a family emergency come up. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was diarrhea-related. It always seems to be with him. <laughs> it always seems to be about diarrhea. Uh, but he's not here. So instead, we have another very special guest filling in for him. Craig Price. Mr. Craig Price. What's up, Craig? I'm here. I'm, I'm awake, and I don't have diarrhea, so that seems like the three things that you're good. looking for in a co-host. That's great. Sign of a good day, right? <laughs> Bare minimum. <laughs> Unfortunately, Andy's not here, so we've got Craig. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the things that we've uh, decided we're going to do with our guests is uh, make our guests pick a princess name. So, Craig, if you had to be a princess, what would be your princess name? Well, first off, I'm not that good-looking, so I couldn't be one of the, the like the really gorgeous princesses. I don't know. Maybe like a Princess Mononoke kind of thing. Okay. Because that's always just weird anime. <laughs> We're going to really misspell Mononoke. Princess Mananoke. 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 That's going to be Nana, Mananoke. Yeah. Mananoke. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, we'll, the, we'll run with it. Yeah. Put the man in there. I don't know. It's, it's, I've never thought of myself as a princess. <laughs> well, well, you're you sitting in princess chairs. So. Is that why? Uh, yeah. It's the throne. It's uh, it the does throne. feel like there's a P under there somewhere. <laughs> well... Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Craig, and about your show and all that kind of stuff? Well, I'm the host of Matinee Heroes with Alan Cerny as well. He's my co-host. And we take a movie that's got a good hero in it, and we talk about it each week, and we try to pull life lessons uh, from those movies. So, like this particular week, we did To Kill a Mockingbird, which has one of the best cinematic yeah, heroes of all time, Atticus cool Finch. Very yeah. And so, obviously, talking about that and race relations and things, and then the next week, we're doing Smokey and the Bandit. So... We we talk about you know Southern pride. We talk about community. We talk about just how fun it is, and one of the things we do is we like to recast every time. Mm-hmm. So we try to think about well, who would if it's an old movie, who would who would nowadays be a good like a good Burt Reynolds? Yeah, who would be a good Bandit? I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I know. And Chris we, Pratt. <laughs> Chris, well, you he know could what? Be. That's not that bad. Yeah. You know? yeah. And but then, he couldn't grow out like a mustache like no. Burt Reynolds, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it then, would not look right. And who would be a good frog? You know, who's good to be a good Sally Field. And then if there's a new movie, because we, we do new movies like we did John Wick mm-hmm. coming up. Love that movie. Yeah. Who could be a John Wick? And we kind of went with a, a Paul Newman or a Steve McQueen kind of okay. situation. So we do that kind of things, have fun. And, and we're going to do a lot of events coming up. Charles Bronson would have totally done John Wick. Technically, they already did that. Yeah. With Death Wish. And, and sometimes we do that, too. Like, I always try to figure out, you know, who would be a good replacement where Alan tries to figure out who'd be someone you wouldn't expect who would do a good job. Because Alan is much more of a cinephile than I am. That's cool. And so he's he works for Ain't It Cool. He's worked for he, ComingSoon.net. He's a film critic. So he's got that encyclopedia knowledge. I'm kind of a guy off the street who kind of knows more than the average person. <laughs> so uh, I'll, try, I'll try my hardest. Way to, to talk of, yourself up, Craig. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, I'm just the host. I do all the podcasting. He does all the info. And... And I bring the Comic-Con aspect, he brings the film festival aspect, and we're hoping to do a lot of uh, film festivals. We're hoping to bring it to Comic Palooza and to other Comic-Cons. And That's cool. Right on, man. Some uh, events here in uh, some of the theaters, like maybe the Alamo Draft House. So we've got some big big plans for uh, matineeheroes.com. You guys are a relatively new show, too. You started just oh, yeah. a couple weeks before we did. The 14th, yeah. We started mid-January. Yeah. And we've, we're at episode six, but we've got like... Up till March 1st, we've got in the can already. That's awesome. Very cool, yeah, man. That's, that's yeah. the cool thing about doing shows like this is that you can always have a few episodes backlogged. Well, the, the John Wick one, we're kind of, we're waiting on, it's in the can, 95%. Um, there's a good shot. We'll see it ahead of time, like it's that week. And so what we'll do is we'll go to the movie at the film screening and then race to my house and do a, a, a review of it. An instant, <laughs> for John Wick 2? Yeah, for I, an I instant reaction. That. I used to uh, do that on my other show all the time. We'd watch superhero movies and then race back to the house and record at 1 a.m. and give our opinions of them. Well, and the good thing is, like I said, Alan's got, he's an actual legitimate film critic, so he's got connections, so we'll go see things in advance. That's cool, cool, man. And so cool. my big deal is I'm waiting for Logan. I will I will be seeing that in February. Very awesome. <laughs> so, a little you jealous. Guys, you guys have a good show. Uh, anybody out there that thinks that sounds really cool, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you being here. Oh, hey. I, I could actually find my way out here. It's good to be here. <laughs> I do live kind of in the middle of nowhere. I but, know that's true. Uh, but it's perfect for podcasting because how how noisy does it get out of here? Oh, there's not very much usually. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It's I, I live in the city and I've got to wait to make sure that nobody's blowing shit all over the place or they're <laughs> blowing shit. <laughs> or airplanes. Airplanes going yeah, through. Andy's not here, so you don't have to worry about that. Man, is that like a reoccurring problem? You just go down your hallways and just shit all over the hallways? Yeah. Damn it, not again. <laughs> well, when you live someplace where people have dogs, yes, that actually is a problem. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, every week on the show, we like to pick a theme and then sort of base our show around the theme. And since Craig's new show is Matinee Heroes, we let him pick the theme. And of course, he picked Heroes because... I'm lazy. He's lazy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm That's lazy. It's not lazy. It's just referential. It's what it is. No, it was pure laziness. <laughs> I was helping you out, man. No, hey, I'm, I'm a pretty honest guy. So I tell it like it is. Well, speaking of heroes, let's go around and talk a little bit about our actual hero. So, Craig, who is your hero? Now, do you want a real person or you want a fictional person? It's let's do both. A, let's let's say who's who's your favorite like cinematic or comic or whatever hero, and then also who's your real life hero? Well, it's easy. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is. That's not fair. And you stole George's answer. That is not <laughs> <I'm sorry>. fair. <laughs> I, I even have a. I've just got a new shirt that's perfect. It's a, a silhouette of Indiana Jones in the hat. And then it's inside is the silhouette of him with his glasses on as a professor. Mm-hmm. And so I can look at it and go, look, my hero is a nerd who wears glasses and teaches class. And then every once in a while he goes out and does all these adventures. But, you know, anything, Harrison Ford has been my mainstay since I was a little kid. Makes and I, sense. And I'm much older than George. So I, I, I had him first. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Well, he, he does have you there, George. I guess, man. I guess. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. You're not old. Yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. I, I, when I grew the beard out, it got even worse. Pretty sure Craig can outrun you, though. <laughs> it's not no, it, it's not true. Now he probably For, could. Right now, yes. No. Right now he could. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm, I got bad knees, and I've just had a big burger at the, at the movie theater. Well, so he's your, he's your both. He's uh, Harrison well, Ford I, is your real-life hero as I well? I wouldn't say he's my real-life hero, because he seems a little grumpier in, in person. I've met him once. He likes airplanes. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not talking about airplanes, he doesn't want to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, he was... I, I talked to him for two minutes. Uh, I lived in New York City for a little bit, and they were filming Random Hearts two blocks from my house when I lived in New York and Queens. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I got to spend the day. They didn't know it. I got to spend the day on the set, because um, I was dressed almost like this, like in you know, sweatshirt and jeans in New York City in November, and I just lifted the... Do not cross tape. I look like a grip. I mean, I could be right. an electrician. And as long as you don't go around bothering folks and you just kind of stay out of the way, they don't. nobody cares. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, it's just another PA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just some other guy there. And so I got to watch Sidney Pollack direct a scene. I uh, had lunch with Dennis Haysbert and Charles Dutton. And then uh, Harrison Ford, who wasn't shooting that day, was on the set for some reason. And he walked by, he was chomping on a cigar. And I had him sign my daytimer. And we talked a little bit about Mosquito Coast. And off he went. That's cool. Very so, cool. And so what, who is your uh, real-life hero? You know, I don't really have a real-life hero. Uh, I, I, I appreciate, I mean, I really do appreciate, like, police officers and EMTs and first responders. I, I used to, and especially in the military, because I, I come from a military family, even though I'm not, I never went in the military. Right. So anybody who puts their life on the line, I look up to them. Yeah, definitely. I just don't treat them very different, because I know they're human beings. But I, I do recognize the fact that they put themselves in situations where they are willing to die for us so you know hats off for that i appreciate that that's true all right what about you george mine's gonna sound so much more superficial now yeah i know there's no oh i went oh i went with i went with the pandering 9-11 answer and so let's see what you got uh well you took my first fictional character so now i gotta come up with another one Han solo Han solo uh no (laughs) i'm probably gonna go with um probably superman as okay. my fictional favorite superhero. Truth, justice, in the American way? Well, not only that, he always does the right thing, even when it's the hardest thing for, for him to do. That's generally true. And, unless it's Zack Snyder's Superman. Yeah, unless it's Zack Snyder and he's bro- brooding all the damn time and doesn't want to help no one. Yeah. Um, doesn't want to help no one. Doesn't want to help no one. That means I believe he wants to help everyone. No. He doesn't want to help no one. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a fan of Superman and uh, like... I don't know. He's the superhero. That's true. When it comes to superheroes, he paved the way for every comic book after that. That's definitely he definitely had a big role in it. Yeah. And uh, like, why I grew up watching those Max Fleischer cartoons of Superman, and still today, those are probably some of my favorite uh, Superman cartoons. They don't hold up super well. What for real? I think yeah. they look great still. Oh, the animation's good. I'm, I'm talking storyline wise. Oh well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're super corny, and they were yeah. made in the 30s, 40s, and 50s or whatever. But yeah. but they do look great. Yeah, they, they look, look fantastic. It's hard to get that kind of animation nowadays. Well, yeah, they hand drawing it on yeah. panels and stuff back then. What about your real life hero then? Real life hero. Well, I normally I would say I don't really have one, but then you had a conversation like, well, don't you have a fucking idol? I'm pretty sure you mentioned him more than once, and uh, so I guess that would be uh, Steven Spielberg for me. Oh, that's that's a good one. No, I, I I really appreciate him too. He's he's one of one of my cinematic yeah guys because I mean he what he does is just amazing. Well, because of uh. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, that what gave me the film bug, what made me want to make movies and tell stories and stuff like that. And uh, to have that creative thirst and love to do that, uh, 
I can think no one else but him and George Lucas. So I don't think George Lucas is that great, but I think Spielberg is the Spielberg's greatest. Spielberg's done a lot more than yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Uh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. There, Those are my two. Very There's cool. not a superficial, or not superficial, but uh, not as awesome as Craig's. No, I thought actually, I think your Spielberg's is pretty good. I approve. That was a good one. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, well, for me, my fictional hero is kind of hard for me to pin down because I'm is it Deadpool. Very much more drawn to antiheroes. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not really a good guy. Like I'm very much like a, I'm, I'm a mercenary fan usually. Gotcha. So Deadpool, Taskmaster, Bullseye, like those are my favorite characters. Two if of I, those are villains. Straight up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are not even antiheroes. They're just they, villains. they occasionally play the antihero role though. If you if you read enough of their stuff, you'll see that. <laughs> I um, analyze the devil is what we're going to hear, <laughs> hear next. <laughs> but if I had to pick a legitimate hero, I'm going to say Batman. Uh, okay. You yeah, have a Superman. I've always been more drawn to Batman because he's a little more dark, a little more brooding. Yeah. And a little more based in reality. I mean, you could sure. see you could see a psychotic person going through what he went through and just having all the money in the world and being like, okay, I'm going to go and fight crime. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm kind of pissed that there is not a real, I mean, there's plenty of billionaires out there and not one of them, not yeah. one of them has tried to become a superhero. That, well, there is one in Australia, right? There's like a dude dressed up as Batman going around punching people in the faces. Well, there's there's a lot of people that dress as superheroes and yeah. go out and fight crimes. I'm talking about a guy uh, who's developed a suit and has a car. But yeah, nobody's and, gained any kind of notoriety for doing I'm, it. I'm Not talking really. about a billionaire who can afford to do that shit. I, where, I mean, I, they say Elon Musk is like Tony Stark. That's bullshit. He's not. He, not yet. No, I want to see a suit that flies. I want to see oh, well. laser beams. I want to see some superhero. He's, he's not going to be like Tony Stark until no. Andy gives him a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he has a lot of questions for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for my real-life hero, that one is super easy for me to answer. It is 100% Kevin Smith. Um, I've never met anybody or read things from anybody that's inspired me the way he has. You know, I totally agree with you on that. Um, you know, his his book's all about being a fat slacker loser who never really amounted to much, and then one day he just decided that he wanted to change his life and create things, and he did. Yeah. He went out there and bet on himself, invested everything he had into making his first movie, and he's had a whole career based on that. Yeah, and uh, you know he's one of the founding podcasters out there. I mean his his network is one of the big shows. He's been doing it for longer than most people. He's just super inspirational. And every time I feel down about myself or down about any of the stuff I'm doing, I pick up you know one of his books and I read it, and it makes a big difference for me. So, dude, uh, now that you mention it, the first time I ever saw Kevin Smith live is with uh, you and Carrie and uh, a few other of our friends. Right, and uh, I was going through a real rough patch during that time, and I was ready to give up on podcasting telling stories i was ready to give up on movies and just kind of just fall into the crowd and do whatever i'm supposed to do and then i saw the show and then he just had like this really enduring speech about not giving up on your passions and stuff like that and that night i decided like all right i'm not gonna give up and he's super cool and then i got a chance to meet him after the I show i got and a I was... chance to meet him that like i don't ever get nervous i've met a lot of celebrities i've met a lot of famous people from doing podcasts and doing interviews at different conventions and stuff I have never gotten nervous before until I met Kevin Smith. Like he's the one person that actually meant a lot to me. Right. And I had uh, the same reaction. I damn near teared up telling him how much his fucking speech meant to me. Yeah. You know, for a lot, a lot of people dismiss him. A lot of people think that he's just some filmmaker who makes really crass films and stuff. But I mean, well, yeah, you, he does make really, well, crass obviously films. he does, <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the appeal for people like right. us. But I mean, beyond that, he's a great speaker and he's a great, uh, motivator he really is yeah i mean if he ever was to quit making movies and stuff just become a motivational speaker and he'd be fine i like i can't recommend his book highly and enough. it pays tough, well tough shit yeah that one's really good uh life advice from a fat slob who did good yeah i like that one that's <laughs> a good one that was his uh, latest one yeah that's his latest one it's probably his best one too um so just something i'd recommend or if you get a chance to see him live i highly recommend it that too like when he's doing his q a stuff yeah or you could even just pick up uh an evening with kevin smith like any of those yeah those are good too they're usually pretty inspirational as well like anytime i'm looking for it i go to him definitely my hero word so let's move on uh it's time for this week's mind melters here are some terrible questions based on this week's theme this is mind melters question number one craig you can go first we already talked about who's your hero Who's your villain? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Who is my villain? I like, well, I'll be honest with you. I just came back. I mean, I literally just saw this movie an hour ago. Uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker is amazing. And the more I see it, the more I realize how much he's putting into that and mm-hmm. how, how it's just not the same old just cackle and, and go. I mean, Mark Hamill does a great job with the voice. But that's a different thing. Oh, yeah, yeah it's not totally a physical performance. Because some people will say, oh, my best, my favorite Joker is Mark Hamill. And I'm like, well, okay, well, you, so you mean your favorite Joker voice is Mark Hamill. Right. 
I thought because he's really doing Tom Waits impressions. What uh, is what Heath Ledger is? It's true. He's he's doing a, a Tom Waits impression, but the way he accents it and the way he puts emphasis on certain words, the nuance and, he brings. Yeah, to he it. did yeah. a fantastic job. So I agree. I, I'm going to go with that one only because I, I I it's just the top of my head and it's such a great. The greatest thing about that thing is when that truck. That tractor trailer truck flips, flips over. Uh-huh. Get chills every time. I don't know why. It's a simple because well, it's, it's a giant eighteen wheeler that they yeah, but, flipped over. But it's just you it's don't the get way that they same feeling in Terminator Three when it happens. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> well, they used a fake truck. It was all CG in that movie. I think it's the I think it's the fact that it's real, but it's, it's the way they cut it. It's the way the the noise, the sound, the music, and then it just it's just silent. Silence. Yeah, and then, it's the silence that does it. And it's fantastic. But I would even I, though you can see the air cannon in the back of the trailer we know that can't physically happen there's no that i know that but you have to suspend disbelief i know no no pretty awesome it's fucking fantastic uh, it's filmed in imax so it looks great i didn't yeah unfortunately we didn't see the imax today but heath ledger i'd go with heath okay what about what about you george so we're talking about like fictional villain or we're talking about you can interpret this question however you want to interpret (laughs) my real life villain huh who's who's your who's your villain it's Craig Price. <laughs> oh, good. Because my I, last time we were together, last time we were together, we were on the Metal Geeks, and I, I felt bad because I picked on you a little bit. And so I came in here. The first thing I was telling you is how great a pick you had, and, and uh, I seal approval. But fuck that. Gloves are off. It, it, it didn't go unnoticed, Craig. <laughs> I'd be nice. I heard about it the next day. Yeah, I'm sure. And I kind of felt bad at the time, but at not the, that much. Not that much. No, no, no. Uh, I don't really have like any real life villains. Um, so if we're gonna go with fictional villains, I mean the Joker is the coolest villain out there, right? Uh, he's definitely done the most fucked up stuff across all platforms. <laughs> but you know the most heartbreaking villain is uh, Mister Freeze. Okay. Yeah, he has such a great tragic story, and you kind of understand why he's a villain. Yeah, I can see that. Unlike most other villains. Well, well, I, I think for a lot of comic book characters, especially comic book villains, there is a lot more backstory to why they become way the way they are. And really, it's just a matter of going out and seeking out the information and reading about it and finding out those things. Because the general public doesn't know anything beyond what they've seen in the cartoons that air or the TV shows or the movies. Right. So, you know, if you go and read the comics, you can find out all these tragic backstories for these villains and why they became twisted. I mean, some of them were just born bastards, but not all of them. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite villains is Bullseye. Like, I put him in my antihero category, and you said he was a straight-up villain. He is. A lot of the time, he is, but... Uh, Honestly, I think he's the most ruthless person in all of comics. He's a gun for hire. He's a gun for hire, but he will do literally anything to achieve his goals. Uh, I, I don't think there's anybody more ruthless throughout all of comics than Bullseye, and I respect the hell out of that. So right he's on. definitely my favorite villain. Cool. What about uh, like uh, James Bond villains? Uh, like which ones are my favorite? Yeah, like w- none of those like hold a candle like some of those dudes did everything in their power to i find i don't i don't think they hold a candle to bullseye yeah and i find james bond more ruthless than any of his villains yeah i I agree with (laughs) that especially like the daniel craig and the sean connery sean connery did not give one fuck (laughs) at all ever he didn't he could care he he would didn't give a shit he would kill anybody he needed to he'd sleep with anybody he had to sleep with daniel craig's like that John Wick's like that. Yeah. yeah. John Wick's ruthless. John Wick is ruthless as hell. Because everything he does is a head, but he is like a headshot. It's like, boom, I just want, it's efficiency. That's Bullseye too. Bullseye yeah. is super efficient. But like, John Wick is actually a fairly good comparison too. Yeah. If he was a bad guy, that's who Bullseye would be. But he's the good guy in this scenario. But he's a good guy in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he's that's one of my favorites. I just thought it was. A Hopefully they'll bring him for uh, Daredevil season three. I'm hoping so, man. That's what I'm hearing. That the would really are. make my day. Question two. Number two. If you could meet your hero, what would you say to them? Hello? I, I would just say hi and tell them how much I meant to him. I, get to, I did that with uh, Frank Oz, uh, which is the only time I've ever felt nervous and almost teared up while I was talking to him. Dude, that would have been awesome. That, that would have been awesome. So I speak like, for Little a Shop of Horrors is one of my favorite musicals of all time. Absolutely. And I, I speak for a living. So I, I was at a speaker's convention, so a convention for speakers. And his wife is a speaker, and he's also going to become a speaker uh, at conventions and associations and things. So... He was standing there in a crowd of like four or five pretty well-known speakers, and everybody was ignoring him. Because, really? Because in that world, those guys are big. Oh, they have no idea who he is. They know who he is, but they don't care because most a lot of speakers— That's not what they're there for. A lot, well, no, a lot of speakers, especially like that particular crowd, was pretty egocentric, and they only care about themselves. So they were talking about themselves, and I saw like, like that's, what's that like? 
I'm like, that's Frank Oz. Why is nobody talking to him? So I walked over to him and I said, Mr. Oz, I just want to tell you how much, I, I'm sure you've heard this before, but I just want to tell you how much you've meant to me and a generation of kids. Yeah, totally. And, and then all his work on uh, Sesame Street and uh, stuff he well, did with Jim Henson. Everything. Uh, between that. Uh, uh, Star Wars? No, I'm, I'm, well, Star Wars. He was Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah, I, that's right. He did Miss Piggy. Um, I forgot. The um, now I'm trying to remember that movie that he did with Steve Martin, um, where he had the fork, cork on the fork, the uh, dirty rotten scoundrels. Oh yeah, oh, he did yeah. that. He did In and Out with uh, Kevin Kline. Oh okay, who was the gay teacher? And that's way ahead of its time. He's a really good director as well. But then I started to get a little, a little bit. But I'm like, oh, I better go before I get weepy. So I just shook his hand and then he looked at me and said thank you and I walked off. And I think he was stunned that I didn't like stick around for a picture or an autograph or something. But it's it's tough when you get flustered like that because like I I don't get nervous like at all ever I don't know man uh, I told Smith, you I, I, did. I got nervous with Kevin Smith and uh, I accidentally bumped into Bruce Campbell and I just kind of wigged <laughs> the fuck out and I was like oh my god you're Bruce Campbell and he's like yes I know I, and I didn't have anything else to say I was yeah. I was just starstruck I bumped I into George Takai one time and that was perfectly fine like a, did no, he go oh my no he was <laughs> he was being harassed by some other dude and he, oh gotcha. he's like brad's the nicer one because yeah. i i've met both of them a couple times and the last time it was because i i met them in washington dc for a thing and then like six months later i met i saw them in dallas and brad recognized me because we spent like a half an hour at this thing and i'm like but george is just zip zip he doesn't care he's just like i don't think his memory's very good he he can't remember who you are from the next day but brad's like hey craig how are you wow that's cool but yeah, George is pretty, uh, he's got a pretty line. And I wasn't nervous when I met Harrison Ford, and I thought I would. Oh, really? But I only Did met him. Did he mumble a lot? Yeah, he, he died. Uh, he's, he's kind of like a Christian Bale <laughs> who had trying to be Batman. <laughs> yeah, all right, this is pretty good. I'll tell you. All right. Good cigar. Right. Yeah, he because I, I told him how much I appreciated a Mosquito Coast, and he goes, yeah, not many people saw that one. Uh, you know. I do a horrible Harrison Ford. What about you, George? If you met your hero, what would you say to him? <sighs> Man. That's a hard one, because I would want to say everything and nothing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to come across as a bumbling idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know like, the first thing I'm going to say is going to be something he heard millions of times. Right. Uh, and but it's hard for you know to make a lasting impression. Is like, oh my god, you have no idea what you meant to me in my childhood and possibly my future. Uh, actually, tell him that because they may have heard that before, but that's something that is actually very nice and sincere. And I think they appreciate that versus, oh, I loved it when you jumped off that train and you did this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, because that's, he goes, yeah, I got, you know, I got paid for that. But to, when they get told they, that they inspire people. Right. So like going, going to talk to Spielberg, I'm sure he's heard that a million times. Probably. And by much more famous people. Than uh, yeah. Than way, more, than. way more. Like J.J. Abrams probably told him, oh, you changed my life forever ever since you picked me for that contest. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I would love to, I would just like to tell him like, you know what his films meant to me and like how it changed me into into a better storyteller and then like yo you know you haven't made great movies in a while but will you please give me your secrets when you're a younger kid that i could probably learn from (laughs) yeah don't 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 phrase it that way (laughs) you know you really suck for a long time (laughs) you kind of suck now which is not true because i thought uh bridge of spies was really good no bridge of spies is good that's one of the but uh bfg was horrible yeah. yeah but that's not his own that's that kind of stuff you know that's that he did that, that was the, right in his wheelhouse. He should have done that. He did that one good. for the toys to, to play with the toys and not to play with the story. I yeah. guess so. I think sometimes they do that kind of thing. Like Tintin, I didn't think Tintin was. I a, like Tintin a lot, though. I like the action sequences. I thought they were almost as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. But I thought the story was crap and I could care less about the kid. Well, it's straight out of the book, though. Well, that, I know, but sometimes the book's crap. Well, <laughs> those are preferences, though. That's what that is. Yeah, sometimes. So I would tell him to give me his secrets is basically like help help a brother out and <laughs> help a brother out. Well, as for me, uh, I've already met Kevin Smith. I've met my hero, which was pretty so cool. So what did you tell him? Uh, we talked about podcasting. We talked about how much he inspired me and like how much his uh, his motivational speaking really meant to me and how it inspired me to like go out and start pursuing my dreams, even though I'm older. Um, so, well, so, so since you've already met him. Who's number two on the list? Now, so if you had a bucket list, that's crossed right off. So <laughs> well, what's it's, next? It's funny you mention that because number two is one of the very close friends, Brian Johnson, uh, the main guy behind Tell Him Steve Dave, which is my favorite podcast. And honestly, might actually be more influential on in why I started podcasting than Kevin was. Um, met him too. Really? Because he has a tendency of not showing up at places. He's shown up at a couple of cons I've been to. <laughs> and, you know, the very first time I met him, he was kind of an asshole to me. But, you know, that's to be expected with his personality. The second time I talked to him, uh, he remembered me. 
he he talked to me a little bit more, got to know how I felt about him and the show and everything. And he was way more cordial and way more uh, willing to like record a little segment for my show, which was awesome because he never does that for anybody. Uh, as far as like going down the line, though, just this week, I actually uh, got retweeted and tweeted at by Lloyd Kaufman. That's the, uh, super awesome. That's head great. of Troma, which was so cool. Uh, we also got, for some reason, favorited by Adam Carolla on Instagram, which was like, <laughs> we're having a great week. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I flipped out when Dana Carvey, uh, but then I found out that he was just liking everybody who liked him back because his social media manager told him to do that. And then uh, and then I had a conversation, uh, I'm sorry, a Twitter conversation with Chris Hardwick for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Trying to Because he was coming to town. I was trying to get him on the podcast. He was oh. like, I'm sorry, I don't have time. And this was, I go... Well, what di- what time are you leaving? And I'm like, it's like well, I, I, I'll meet you at the airport. Yeah. Well, that's the one good thing about being self-employed. I could meet him at the airport. Yeah, I can I can pretty much eat anywhere. I think Lloyd Kaufman would be on my list. I think he'd be a lot of fun to. I'd be really interesting to hear what he had to say about his career throughout the years. Yeah, because I mean, he's had a lot more trials than most people do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, trauma is something that struggled for so long, and he's really kept it alive and kept it going. And, and it's, it's very that. Uh, Roger Corman uh, mentality with the way the trauma worked out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of like all of his stuff. So I, we grew up with that stuff. Yeah. So that makes sense. Definitely influenced our writing and our comic and all that kind of stuff. So definitely Lloyd Kaufman. It'd be cool. What I would say to him, just the same kind of thing, you know, how much it's all meant to me. Citizen Toxies forever. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if I get a t-shirt. <laughs> I always try to talk to them like I would want someone to talk to me. Because I don't have anybody racing up to me and saying, "Hey, Craig! Oh my God, I can't believe he's." Th-. But I mean, not wh- yet. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> expecting to do anything to, to garnish that. But uh, my point is, is that uh, I've had it happen to me. It's weird. It's I've only weird- had I've only had it happen <laughs> once, and it's freaked my wife out because uh, my wife does a. We got married after I stopped doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to do stand up in Houston in the '90s for a lot, and then. I met my wife in, the, in 2002 and we moved back to Houston in 2004 and like it was like 2008 and someone recognized me off the street which is like the seven people in the world who may know me <laughs> and that and so my wife's always like what the hell was that because she's like why are people saying how much you how funny you are and how great you were I mean I know you're funny but why would they say that and I'm like well I, you know I used to be okay I used to be a comedian I used to be okay I used to be funny I'm sorry I was I was I was funny in 1997 and I'm no longer it funny. just kind of fell out of yeah <laughs> yeah now I'm just slightly amusing yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a weird experience. Like I said, I've had a couple happen a couple of times because of comical. I'd be at conventions and stuff. People would walk up to me. Oh, are you Justin? I'd be like, yeah. I'm like, like, I'm a huge fan. They'd be all nervous and shaky, and I'd just be like, Why are you nervous? <laughs> like, like, dude, you know, I'm just like you, right? I think I'm very <laughs> literally. Yeah. I'm just like you. Or maybe I was walking around with a scowl on my face. Maybe that's what it was. Probably. <laughs> I do tend to do that from time to time. Uh, let's see. Question three. We are really not going through mind melters fast. <laughs> What superhero do you think is best in bed, and who do you think might be the worst? <laughs> well, you know, the rule of thumb is crazy equals good fuck. So, who is the craziest? I, I'm assuming Deadpool would probably be a, a pretty good... For, if you're a woman, Deadpool. If you're a female, if you're a male, I'm sure Harley Quinn is going to be, especially in the, the most recent iteration. Uh, you know, I wouldn't kick Roby out of bed. Well, uh, Deadpool has a uh, horrible, have, horrible cancer like all over his body. Yeah, he's gonna and have his, like a his, burnt looking dick. Well, not only that, but he never bathes, so he smells worse than anybody in the Marvel universe, and that's been like a consistent thing throughout I, I, his entire I, career. <laughs> so I'm so, not sure you're right on that one. Greg. Well, I'm just saying, you turn the lights off and you put the that, what's that smell? No, you <laughs> the put Vicks the on. No, you put the you put the Silence of the Lambs autopsy Vicks on your nose, and there you go. But as a as a guy. Uh, the Harley Quinn seems like a pretty good, uh, at least for the once. And then uh, after that, now you've got a problem. She probably then killed, she becomes she your crazy ex girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, she either kills you or she becomes a, a big problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's who's the worst? Who'd be the worst, Lay? Yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm just thinking like Wolverine, like only because of, like at night, if he if he's not really paying attention, does those like if he has a bad dream, do you like get snicked? Yeah, you get shanked. You get shanked and not even know it. It's not even his fault. And you know, he he maybe you're into rough stuff and he just goes berserker rage on you. That could be and your you thing. You really like it. And yeah. then uh, I'm trying to think if a woman would be like, I don't know, Wonder Woman. If she put that Larry to Truth on, and then you're in trouble. Yeah, fuck. It's like, was it good? Yeah, <laughs> no. it was all right. It was okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's, it's like you know. A Brazilian a landing strip would be nice. <laughs> I know you're old school, but you don't have to be that old school. I think we found the title of the episode. <laughs> you didn't have to go full Amazon. I'm just saying. That's right. <laughs> you know, sometimes the Amazon needs the little slash and burn action going on. Get that. It needs a little trimming of the hedges is what it needs. What about you, George? Uh, 
Don't steal would... mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's probably going to be the best. Uh, would probably be Mystique. Because oh, she yeah, could she be anybody you be wanted anybody to be. You wanted to be or go. anybody yeah. she wanted to be. Yeah. She, so. she attempted that in... Was that the Wolverine movie or was that the... Uh... She's done it a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's done it in comics too. That was the one where... Uh, yeah, I, with the Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine came back. Of course, that could also be the worst too. She could turn into a dude in the middle of it. Yeah, oh God, that'd be weird. <laughs> All of a sudden, she's Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a funny thought if you think about it. Uh, anyway, uh, for the worst, I I picked the Human Torch. Yeah, you know, you don't want to catch fucking six degree burns on you when you're having sex. Lose yeah. control and just goes flame on. Yeah, it's flame on. When he ejaculates, you just ejaculate fire at that moment. It's like a flamethrower. It's a death clock song. <laughs> I ejaculate fire. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I think the obvious choice for best would be Mr. Fantastic. Because like he can stretch and manipulate his body and all of his appendages to any size that he wants. Uh, not only that, plus the history of fucking pillows that you have. He's uh, he's basically rubber, so like uh, he can make you know his junk as big as he wants it to be, and then kind of put it on a perceptual like like vibration. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. who's the worst? Uh, who's well, the- I also wanted to give a woman because 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 right now everybody's like, hey, what's the greatest guy is going to be? I can't wait to have sex with Mister Fantastic, which is not true. Um, well, you know, speaks for yourself, Richards, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Reed Richards, man. <laughs> uh, best woman? I don't know. Sue Storm, uh, because afterwards she just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Spider Gwen. Uh, Jubilee, because you see fireworks? Oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> Lighting out fireworks in the bedroom, huh? <laughs> um, I don't I don't really know. As far as worst, uh, like Doctor Doom has got to be like super awkward. <laughs> Well, you don't know what's under that mask either. Well, his whole body's like metal. Yeah. You know, and he can't really take the armor off because it's like caked on. Yeah, that means he got a metal dick. If he even has it. I think he just has a cod piece. He'd just be banging the cod piece against you. (laughs) God, that sounds painful. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, right? Uh, Or maybe the juggernaut. That'd be pretty terrible, too. Oh, we had to get a running start is what he would have to. (laughs) I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it for mine. Okay. Let's move on to this week's A Couple of Casseroles. How many casseroles have we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by casseroles. Craig, who's been pissing you off this week? Drivers. Drivers. That's, That's a very common theme Seems here. to be one of the answers. Assholes who get into your blind spot, and then if you speed up, they speed up. If you slow down, they slow down. And they stay with you for miles. Drive the proper speed, people. Yeah. Or if you're gonna, you know, do the speed limit, you know, get on the fast lane and I, or stay slow in the slow lane. Uh, it's just, and then people who just go, oh, I don't mind you not using your directional or your turn signal, but don't not use your turn signal and then cut over four lanes. It's only gonna get worse this week too because next weekend is Super Bowl weekend and we live in Houston, so there's That's gonna be a Super huge influx of horrible, horrible people that it's, can't drive. It's already started because everything started today. All the stuff downtown, or yesterday, all the all the fun stuff uh, at the. I have like an hour and forty five minute drive to work on a good day. I can't even imagine what this week's going to be like. I'm going to have to leave the house at four a.m. to make it to work by eight thirty. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. What all about right. you, George? Uh, my casserole this week is uh, going to be my body. <laughs> Fuck my my body is being a bitch. My baddie. My baddie. Uh, my foot is. Uh, I have uh, the plantar fasciitis. I don't know if I'm plantar saying. fasciitis. Yeah, whatever. I have that. Yeah. So uh, I got uh, inflamed over the weekend, and uh, That's I can't. Why I said you could outrun him? You could probably outrun me. No, because right I have it as well, and I have bad knees. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I can't like fucking walk on my foot as of yesterday. So fuck you, foot. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. It sounds painful. It would be all right if in a couple of days. If you were a horse, we'd have to shoot you. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, this is kind of a, a personal thing, but like uh, the Fort Bend County Toll Road Authority. Apparently, if you have an easy tag, which is like the toll tag here, it only works in Harris County. Uh, if you drive on one of the Fort Bend toll roads, they don't charge you immediately for every toll you go through. They wait until the end of the day and then charge you the accumulated amount. So if you don't have enough in your account, it gets bounced back to them. And uh, we had a thing happen where we had a bunch of tolls that we didn't know that's how it was working that didn't get charged to our account. And we got ended up getting a bill saying we owed $1,200 and we were supposed to go to court. Holy so I spent shit. the whole week fighting that, and I finally got it down to a much more manageable amount. But it's still bullshit that I'm paying like two hundred dollars in fees. No oh, shit, just man. for a toll for for a bunch of tolls. Yeah, so fuck that. Ridiculous. I, I hate it when people don't uh, adequately explain their terms. You know, I, they do that on purpose because they're casseroles. Yeah, they are casseroles. Fuck those casseroles. Fuck those casseroles. Exactly. Okay, I guess I was obligated to say fuck you, casseroles. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about consumption. Consumption. What have you been consuming this week, Craig? I am playing Brink on the Xbox 360. Wow, What's that's that? an old game. That's because I've I've made my way through all the most recent games, and I don't have an Xbox One. So now I'm at the mercy of my Xbox Live account whenever there's a game that I may have missed. I'm, so I'm downloading those for free. Uh, I ended up buying that from a GameStop uh, as one of the dis- discs with no case, and I think I paid $3 for it. <laughs> I don't even know what this game is about. Well, you get to play two sides of a struggle on this you're like resistance fighter. Kind well, of you're a resistance fighter or you're the security team. So you're, you you can play both. It's just as you go through it, they're set up. And I've only just started this, so I don't have the full story yet. But I know I've, I've played. The resistance is easier. So if you're rebels and you just shoot people, you're, it's a lot easier. Okay. But you also get to play the security force. It's because stormtroopers uh, can't aim. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's oh. <laughs> and I ha- and I I've had a, I'm not usually bad at first person shooters, but this one seems like it's extra difficult. Uh, it is very challenging. Uh, I didn't play it for very long. I didn't beat it. But back when I was playing games a lot, like two years ago, I played it for a little while. And it's pretty fun, but I never, I never got very far in it either. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's like I said, it's the only thing I've got besides the, the Batman Telltale. That's, hey, was, that was going to be mine. Well, oh, that's really? good because I haven't. Go, I, I, I'll, I'll have to hear because I have it sitting on my desk. I haven't played it yet. I'm waiting for Brink to be over. Cool. Okay. Well, what about you? Oh, Tell us about it. Uh, well, uh, two things really. I uh, since I couldn't do anything yesterday, I was uh, stuck at home on the couch watching netflix so i've been catching up on uh, persons of interest oh that's okay. great i love that show. yeah great i'm on the last season so oh, cool yeah and uh watched this movie called sing street which is awesome is uh it's about this uh irish kid in 1985 who falls in love with this girl at love at first sight kind of deal and uh, is going through a tough time so to deal with all those problems he decides to make a band and he kind of goes through the phases. As you do. Yeah, as, as you do as <laughs> in, a teenager. In the 80s, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was a teenager and I had two bands. I was in a band once. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's a funny movie. It has some great music. And it kind of goes through all the phases of 80s music a little bit. Because, you know, every other week there was a new genre of music for the 80s. And then I started uh, playing Batman Telltale series, whatever that's called. I forgot what the name of the actual game. But anyway, it's a cool game. It was on sale for the playstation network they had it for 40 percent off picked it up and it's fucking awesome yeah it was on sale when i picked it up too so that's why i grabbed it I'm like oh I, I have a thing where i refuse to pay more than 20 dollars for a video game <laughs> it's just uh, it's just a moral obligation that it doesn't matter how so i just you know i have a wish list full of things i want and, and you then, just can't get it because it's not less than twenty. Right, and so every every day. What if it's twenty one ninety nine? Nope. Do you splurge? Nope. No, nothing. Man. It's got to be. What if somebody else offers to pay the two dollars? Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just I'm curious about the rules. On I, this. I, here's, you know what the rules are. So if it, it's got to be nineteen ninety nine or less, Prime, and then what I do is I take all those games and I sell them back to Amazon, and then I can buy a brand new game. Oh, okay. So like. That's how I was able to get like Mass Effect Three when it first came out, like the first two weeks, or you know that that's the only time I ever get a, a new game is that way. But now that I, like I said, I haven't upgraded to a Xbox One, I'm still just waiting for it to drop to twenty bucks. No, yeah. it's, gonna, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for that one to drop even lower. I, I I got other financial priorities that if I I bought an Xbox One, my wife would probably divorce me. It, now, if I was making a hundred thousand dollars a year, she wouldn't care. But right. since I don't. She'd be like, uh, we need a new dishwasher. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. You got a perfectly good one right here. Yeah. <laughs> I can hand wash it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, man. Uh, so anyway, the Batman Telltale series uh, is really good. It's fun. I've only played episode one. Uh, what I really like about it is that you get to make your own decisions. If you ever played a Telltale yeah, game I played before, the Walking Dead one. Yeah, yeah. it's just very same concept. You uh, get to make your own decisions throughout the game. But you get to play more uh, more Bruce Wayne than Batman. And That's kind of cool. And when you are Batman, uh, you get to investigate crime scenes. And you got to put shit together to see what really happened. And that's what I, I enjoy most about it. That yeah, sounds fun. Because Telltale's not an action game. So no. it kind of has to be that way for them. Because you're, it's all about making decisions. And, right. And the, the, the story setup is really good. It kind of makes me wish, like, fuck, I wish this was the movie... Ben Affleck is making, <laughs> but I know it's not going to be that at all. It's like the cartoons. I wish the, the DC would take some of the great cartoons they've already made and make <laughs> them into live action because they've got some good stories. They just refuse to do them. Right. DC's very much, uh, they've got their own idea of what they want to do, and they're going to do it come hell or high water. Right. <laughs> they don't care what they're, the audience they're says. They're sailing this ship one way or another. Yeah. SS Titanic DC. I can't, I'm waiting <laughs> for the moment when it like, it makes sense and it all clicks into place and they're like, see, we told you. See, that one movie worked out of all those 20 other movies we <laughs> but, made. <laughs> uh, we're not there yet. 
gotta gotta have faith, right? It's gonna get to that point where they're like, "Fuck, we need to reboot this." <laughs> Probably so. Probably I think so. we're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of movies, uh, that's what I've been doing a lot lately. I've been kind of watching a lot of the, the Oscar movies and uh, oh, all right. trying mm-hmm. really hard to catch up on stuff because I've been really far behind. But I watched Arrival finally. Oh, I love oh that that's movie. great. I really liked it a lot. I like how it's not uh, so action oriented. It's actually a pretty slow, but it's a good slow. Yeah, no, it's really well done. It's very a fast paced movie though. I don't. There's not really a movie. It's a like an part hour and forty hour and forty minutes. I mean, it's not a very long. There's movie. not a part in the movie that lulls or anything. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a good slow. It's they don't rush through it, but it's it's fast paced. But everything is they take time to explain what's going on. It's you know it's all about linguists, which is super yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, when you put it that way, Craig. <laughs> but I mean, they do a great job because other times they'd rush through that and it would be right. You know, someone's trying to kill them and then well, all this totally different take on like the Alien Arrival movie. So I. I I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I also watched Midnight Special. Oh yeah, a movie you and I have talked about several times. Um, I liked it. I, I don't. You think didn't it, love it. I didn't like. I had really high expectations going into it. I think what it is, Arrival ruined it because Arrival was better. Maybe that's what it was because yeah. I did watch Arrival first. See, you should have watched Midnight Special then Arrival. Maybe so. So you could have up the ante. I enjoyed it. I just didn't love it as much as I hoped. I, I loved Midnight Special. I thought it was great. Uh, and then I also started watching Now You See Me Too, which is not very good. The first yeah, why, one, would you, why would you do that to yourself? The first one was terrible. And, and I, now the you see me don't. Just gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I had, like a, I had a whole bunch of movies on my iPad and I was trying to figure out what I was going to watch and I couldn't make a decision. So I just hit one at random and that's what started playing. I was like, damn it. Was there other option to there pick? Was, there was a lot of other options. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how only, it's the only way people have seen it is by hitting random. Uh, so I watched half of it. Um, I'm wow. not, not sure if I'm going to Did you get it. to the part where they're like uh, in the vault and they're like doing the heist? Flipping the card around. They're flipping the card yeah. around. God, at that point of the movie, I was like, I'm, I'm ready to quit. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. That was like right around where I quit. So you guys have much more tolerance than I have. I, I refuse to see the second one. The first, first one I suffered so bad. I suffered to the I first one. I got free one. tickets to the second one. So. I, if I would have tried to find a way to either sell those or give those away, I wouldn't even give those away. There were press passes. Oh man, I, then I understand. Because that was how I was with Assassin's Creed. I had a press passes for that. And, oh, was that bad? I, oh, wanted, I, I wanted that to be pissed. good. I was so pissed that I wasted my time with that movie because all it does is set up Michael the next Fassbender, movie. Fassbender, though. Sometimes it's not enough. Oh, yeah, man. what they did is—have you played the Assassin's Creed movies? Yeah, I mean the games. Yeah, the games. They're, yeah, the game. they're like movies. Yeah. yeah, but what they did is they took the most boring parts of the game. It's like all those boring cutscenes at uh, Astero, whatever. Let's take that and make a movie of that, and then every once in a while we'll put three minutes worth of action from the past in. It's like oh, that's lame. No, everybody wants to go to the past and have three minutes at the compound with the scientists and they just it was it was just awful it was lopsided is what you're saying it was boring it was boring and it was a setup for the next one because they're going to do a trilogy and I hate when they spend all that time setting up you think they I don't think they made enough money to garner a trilogy though Uh, here's the thing about this people forget they don't need to make that much money here Mm. they need to make money in China in China and and Europe in any and worldwide so that's why a lot of movies that don't do well here get sequels now you see me Mm. Uh, (laughs) Any other movies? Now you, you don't. Yeah, yeah, so now you don't is what you should have been the second. That one. should have been the second title. Yeah. Uh, did you see anything else? Was that it? Uh, I watched um, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, there you go. I like yeah. that movie a lot. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Heather didn't like it so much, but I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, have you seen it, Craig? I have not yet, but uh, my friend Alan it's a tells me it's great. Fun, ridiculous movie. It's fun with and a ridiculous. Lot of heart. Yeah. If you if you like uh, fart jokes, you'll like it because I mean the whole movie is basically one giant fart joke. But it has a lot of heart to it. <laughs> oh yeah, though. there's a lot of heart to it too. Yeah. No, it's a great movie. Hey, I Paul like Dano. It. I like Paul Dano. He's good. I rewatched uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. <clears throat> Always have fun watching that one. Did you watch uh, Hunt for the Wilder People? I did watch Hunt for the Wilder People. I, I knew there was one I was forgetting. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I know uh, we talked about it. That's I like that a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, you've been trying to get me to watch that for months. Yeah, and since I, I saw did. it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I like that movie a lot. Um, Definitely my favorite movie of last year. Well, that's it for consumption. Let's move on. It's time for Tell Us Something Nutty. And Craig... Since you're our guest, you got a funny story for us? I, I don't have a funny story for you. That's why I'm no longer in stand-up. Uh, <laughs> I'm no longer... The, it's one of those things... My, I don't really tell stories. I'm more of a reactionary guy. So it's one of those things where if you say something, I oh, I, I chip in. I'm not. I'm more like... A, I'm salt and pepper. I'm not steak. So I was thinking about this. I'm like, what can I tell them about? And I've told a couple things today. So I think I, I'm out of stories, but... How about we go to George, and if, I, if he says something, <laughs> I can come back to it. George, you got a funny story? Uh, I, I was going to elaborate more on my meeting Bruce Campbell. Is what I was gonna. That was gonna be my funny story okay, for today. Well, elaborate if you'd like to. All right. So uh, I was at the Wizard Con in uh, Austin, <laughs> and uh, I was happened to stay at the same hotel he was. But I was leaving uh, a day early because the con was going on for three days. I was only there for two, 
And uh, as I was getting my car, because you have to valet at that place. They don't give you any other options. Uh, as I was getting your, my car, he was waiting for a limo. And I just kind of bumped into him by accident. And I didn't notice who it was at first until the person I was with was like, that's fucking Bruce Campbell. I'm like, who? And I turn around like, oh, my God, it's Bruce Campbell. And he kind of like, kind of like his shoulders like shrugged up because I said it probably a little bit too loud. It's Bruce Campbell. Yeah, and he like, who the hell said that? And he like turns around, and I was like, hi. And I kind of just rambled on and on about how I saw him the day before and how his Q and A was hilarious. Remember that time you fought the Deadites? That was my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> no, I was actually telling him like I actually said, remember when you made fun of those people in the audience? That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just kind of gave me his, like, you know, his, like, all right, whatever look. <laughs> like, all right, kid. Like, this is the one millionth person that's talked to me like this. Yeah, and uh, so I was like, I wanted him to sign something, but I didn't have anything for him to sign with me. And I was like, oh, crap. Uh, I don't have anything for you to sign. And I'm, I'm so sorry. He was like, oh, it's all right. Uh, but I got to go now. Because his limo pulled up. <laughs> and uh, He just jumped in any car that was nearby. <laughs> As he was walking away, I was like, fuck, I should have asked for something or something, anything. And my friend was like, why didn't you take a picture with him? I was like, shit, you're right. And as he's walking away, I'm like, Bruce, I love you. <laughs> and he kind of turns around and gives me like the shit inning grin with a model wave as he's leaving. Like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my probably my, wor- my worst and most embarrassing meeting with a, a celebrity. But it was very funny. So <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do I have any like that? Uh, the Brian Johnson one was was pretty funny because uh, when I first met him, I went up to him. And if you listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, he always says that he likes people to come up and talk about Tell Him Steve Dave. Yeah. Not so much comic book men. Like he's not really a big fan of the show, even though he's on it. He doesn't. He like... doesn't even really work at the store. No, he doesn't work at the store. He doesn't really have anything to do with anything related to the secret stash. He's just really good friends with Walt. So he and he hangs time. out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So like. I have a Tesdy shirt. I took it up there. I was like, Brian, I'm such a huge fan. You really, your show has inspired me to start podcasting. Like I've been doing this for almost two years now and it's because of you. Uh, would you please sign my shirt? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And like he signs my shirt and he's talking to Ming, just kind of ignoring me. And I was like, okay. And he's like, here you go. And he hands it back to me and I was like, it's such an honor, man. Like, would you mind doing a show with us? Would you mind like recording a little bit? And he goes, no, I don't really do that. And I was like, oh. Like you're a podcaster though. Okay. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And then he goes back talking to Ming and just like completely gave me the, the blow off. And I was like, fuck. I was like, maybe I came on too strong. And I was like playing everything over in my head. Like, was I too eager? Was I like, so I walk over to Ming and I'm like, hey, Ming. And he's like, oh, hey, Justin, how's it going? And like, yeah, Ming's super cool. And, and the look on Brian's face was like, why the fuck are you talking to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see me ignore him earlier? But like, I'm friends with Mike and Ming. Like, I've we've right. interviewed them a ton of times. You know, they always come to Houston. Ming's great. I, I, I did an interview with him in December, the New Year's thing. He's I've, great. I've hung out with him at other cons, too. Like, him and Mike are great guys. Uh, so I'm talking to Ming. I'm talking to Mike. I'm like, you guys want to do a little sit down after your live show or whatever? And they were both like, yeah, sure. Come on back to the table. And Brian's just like, <laughs> And I was like, man, I, I really. Just laying it on thick. Isn't like, it sucks, too, because like you don't want to make your heroes an you know, asshole. You don't, yeah, you don't either. You don't want them to be an asshole, and you don't want to come across the wrong way to them either. And like right. Brian's somebody I really respected, so I was just like, oh. So we walk away from the table, and everybody that was with me was just like kind of consoling me because I felt really bad. I was just like, God, I don't know what I did or or what. So we go to the live show, and everybody keeps asking him stupid questions about comic book men, and I said something about Tesdy, and then he was like, Oh, it's you. And then immediately his demeanor completely changed because I wasn't just like some Fairweather fan that like... Just some random asshole off the street. I actually knew what I was talking about because I've I've listened to every single episode of Tell Him Steve Dave like three times. Like I'm a real fan. Like I love Tell Him Steve Dave. It's my favorite podcast. So when I went back to the table, Ming was completely drunk. Mike was completely drunk. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Brian was a little bit drunk. Exactly like Ming. And uh, I was like, hey man, like you guys had a great show. And he's like, hey, I guess you really are a fan. I'm sorry if I was a little bit... You know, cold Sorry if before. I was a dick. But that's basically what he said. And I was like, do you want to do a, a recording? Because I did one with Mike. I did one with Ming. And he's like, yeah, sure. We'll talk for a few minutes. And like, he never does that for anybody. Like, he does. Like, he's still, the moral of the story is get him drunk first. He does like serious XM shows. And that's like it. Like, he doesn't ever go on other people's podcasts ever. So I was like, holy shit. So we, were, we talked to him for a few minutes, which was awesome. And then I asked him if he'd do a bump. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he did my favorite bump of all time. He was like, uh, this is Brian Johnson from Tell Him Steve Dave. Uh, I don't know why you're listening to this other podcast because like you could listen to my podcast. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> well, I have a story now. Okay. And 
because it reminds me of because my wife thinks this makes this story makes me look like an asshole, but it's from with Carrie, last week's guest, Carrie Gordon. So I was very fortunate enough to be able to do a Q and A with the clerks folks at a movie screening. You know, it was Brian O'Halloran, it was uh, Marilyn Gigliotti, it was uh, Scott Shafio, uh, Schiaffo, and uh, Jason Mewes. Right. And so we did the Q&A an hour or so, because it was going to be a live commentary, but they screwed up the audio so they couldn't do a live commentary because you have to have different setup and blah, blah, blah. Either way, we couldn't do the movie. We did the Q&A instead. And then as, when the Q&A was over, we went upstairs. It was at the draft house in, in Dallas. We went upstairs to have dinner. Mm-hmm. And while I'm having dinner, because I took a picture of me with the, the clerk's poster. So it's not even with people. It's just with the clerk's poster saying, hey, I'm doing this tonight. Carrie texts me and goes, hey, if you have a chance, I don't care what it costs, can you get Brian and uh, Marilyn's autograph for me? And I go, all right, hold on a second. And I put my camera on my phone. I said, mannequin challenge. And I took a picture of everybody in the cast and I sent it to, without responding to Carrie first, I just sent him the picture first and I go, you mean these people? <laughs> The ones I'm having dinner with right now, and he pretty much crapped himself. And my wife's like, "That's just rude." I'm like, "I'm sure Carrie appreciated the fact that I was doing that because Carrie's not a guy who gets jealous if, in a bad way. He gets he's jealous in a good way. Yeah, no, it's I get jealous in a good way. It's like I like when I see my friends do cool stuff. Right. Uh, so I sent him that. I got and then I took a, a video of them signing the picture for him, begging to come to Houston for Comic Palooza. So. He showed it to everybody about 10 times. Oh, yeah. has he? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. because I, I, He was I, very excited. They and did that for free for me. They were sweet. Yeah, that was, that was really super nice. Awesome. Yeah, he liked it. He was very, very appreciative of that. So there's a, a Kevin Smith connection where nobody's an asshole. I thought they were great to do that. They were sweethearts. They were really I, nice I think folks. Brian uh, is probably the only bet of Kevin Smith's troop that's kind of... Like a nice... Well, Ming's a nice guy, too. Well, no, no. I'm just trying to say Brian is probably like the only one that's a little rough around the edges. He can be. Oh, uh, have you met Walt? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I mean, I I can't because he doesn't travel. He only stays Mike's, in. New Mike's Jersey. kind of Mike's kind of on the edge too. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like he doesn't have a very high tolerance for people. Like he's super nice to podcasters, but like general public, I don't think so oh, much. Yeah. I'm like that. Uh, but <laughs> except George, except for me, <laughs> except he, George. he likes to shit all over. Well, that's me why you guys are nemesis. Nemesis, which is sad because mine's Hugh Jackman. So I don't know. You're Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's my nemesis. So you're. I didn't even know we were having a problem. <laughs> I we'll, didn't. Hu- we'll hug it out afterwards. Okay, there we go. But first, let's move on to this week's hot fudge. You want the hot fudge? All right. George, what you got for us? So uh, kind of, uh, I guess, referring back to a later episode uh, with Carrie, we talked about auto-erotic asphyxiation. Auto-erotic asphyxiation, asphyxiation on episode five? yeah. Uh, so I found another weird sex fact. <laughs> uh, so today I learned that uh, female octopuses practice sexual cannibalism. Right. Uh, so apparently they uh, they do the darnest things. They kill their mate during sex by strangling him with uh, three arms, and then they uh, eat them when they're dead after having sex with them. Sounds like a girl I used to date. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's your your hot fudge that female octopuses kill their mates and then eat them. All right. After sex. What about you, Craig? Have you learned anything this week? Have I learned it? I, I just learned some uh, <laughs> that not to tingle with a female octopus. <laughs> I learned not to look at uh, George's uh, search history because I can't because that's the one that he decided on. Oh, you should have seen the other one. That's what I'm saying. Of all the ones he saw, that's the one he brought to us. So, what kind of fiendish things is he actually googling? googling he saved, up he there? saved the worst ones for Andy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It just makes me think about like people who are into like hentai and stuff like that. It's just well, weird. I, I don't understand the octopus stuff from Japan. Yeah. I mean, uh, you see a lot of tentacle porn. Yeah, tentacle. Yeah. And in fact, the way they got tentacle kitty, who's uh, at my my wife didn't know what it was at first. She's like, "Oh, isn't that cute?" And then I think Amanda uh, from uh, Caster Quest is like, "Yeah, that's a that's a sex thing. That's a sex thing." Because my yeah. wife had, to, I think my wife asked her, "Is it really a sex thing?" It's like, yeah, that's it's like that's a why, thing they did, they're into over there why are they giving them away to kids that's my wife <laughs> gotta start them early <laughs> <laughs> gotta start that, that uh, fetish real early yeah i don't understand the whole tentacle porn thing that's a bit much what it's, other kind of porn not don't for you understand? us to understand we're not we're not Japanese. we're not asian i guess that's what it is yeah what other porn don't you understand uh, there's a lot of it. I don't understand. To be perfectly honest, uh, we don't have enough. We don't. We have only have an hour. Craig. German, <laughs> we, have we don't have enough time. The to old go German into that. scat porn. You know, uh, not for me. Not my thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was it for hot fudge. There you go. You learned something new today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on to ask the nuts. 
It is time to ask the nuts. It's a bit nutty. Uh, question one. Walter from The Big Lebowski or Walter from Breaking Bad? Oh, Breaking Bad. Big Lebowski. I think I say Breaking Bad, too, actually. I, I was a big fan of Breaking Bad. I'm a big fan of both, but uh, who would you would want a, a loose cannon on your hands, right, when you needed him the most? And he's very caring and endearing at the end. Well, uh, Walter, Shut up, Donnie! Walter White did it all for his family. Yeah. Yeah, and killed a fuckload of people to... Uh, supposedly for his family. <laughs> well, it was really all for him. <laughs> yeah, it was really all for him. <laughs> See, he started with good intentions. <laughs> He's, yeah. You're just going to end up getting shot in the face at your door when you answer for pizza or something like that. That seems entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, question two. Who would win in a spending war? Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark? Oh, Tony Stark. Yeah, Tony Stark. He's a selfish asshole who buys stupid stuff. Tony Stark would like n- have no ends to it. Like You can't beat him. Like Tony Stark's would- still making money and Bruce Wayne's kind of stagnant. Like he's relying on his fortune. Oh, Wayne Enterprises. Wayne yeah. Enterprises still exists, but you never hear about the specifics about how he's making money. Or that doesn't what mean he's not making money. into everything, though. But like when you read the when you read Tony Stark's books, you actually see like the new products coming out and the right. new weaponry, and like you get the feeling like he's making a lot of money all the time. And that's how he can spend more. Then yeah, so he's still spending more. I think it is Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. Question three: Do you think printing on newsprint mm-hmm. paper will be a great thing for indie comics? And if you don't know what they're talking about, uh, Alterna Comics, which is a company we're we're friends with the owner of. Um, all of his new titles that are coming out in 2017, he's actually printing on old-style newsprint, like the comics used to be. Like comic strips? No, like actual comics, but they're coming out on that type of paper. Okay. Uh, it's like a new thing he's trying to do to like cheapen the cost, to make books more affordable. And it just seems a little novel. Yeah, it seems like it's a vinyl situation where they're just doing it to, for retro. It could be. Do you, do you think it has any kind of staying power? Do you think it'll make any kind of uh, statement? Uh, no. <laughs> no? My first guess... Uh, staying would... power, yes, but I don't think it's going to make that big a, a market bump it's just going to be a small amount of people who, who will buy it my first thought was be like yeah man eh, this is kind of novel <laughs> yeah. and if it, if people start to get into it i'll be like eh, i guess but yeah. i mean it's really kind of going the opposite way from like foil holographic covers and shit hey yeah that's yeah. that's a, that was a thing in the 90s i'm all digital still still very much a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trust me on that uh do you think die hard needs a reboot no no no. Wow, Hell, that was good. Yeah. It's like we had an E.T. Elliot kind of thing going there for a second. <laughs> Elliot. Uh, if you had the money to start your own professional sports team, what sport would you choose and what would you name your team? Baseball. Because I, I, I enjoy baseball going to the game more. Because that's a game. That, baseball's a game you can go to and sit and goof off and talk to friends in three hours. Where football is much better watching on TV. So I would, and I, I don't know, I, I would buy an existing team. Okay. I would try to get the Boston Red Sox if I could. Uh, mine's gonna be a fictional sport, basketball. Basketball, fuck yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> and uh, my team will be called uh, the Fudge Packers. Oh, you stole my name. <laughs> you guys have been hanging out too much. Uh, I would definitely pick basketball too because it's the only sport that even kind of seems worth watching. I hate sports so much. Uh, as far as the name, since it can't be the Fudge Packers, uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know. The corn- I have, I did not see these questions beforehand. The corn so. nuts, corn nuts. <laughs> there you go. The mud bunnies. The mud bunnies. <laughs> there's there's a lot of names you could pick. The splattering butt monkeys. <laughs> like basketball is one of my like go to movies when I'm feeling down about life. You know, and if it I ever just makes you feel better. I don't like sports at all. I never watch sports movies, but I but fucking love that you movie. You love sports poof movies. I do. I love that movie. All right. Last question: Have you ever used the phrase "back in my day"? Non ironically. Yes, because I'm old. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, because I have two nephews. I'm not sure I've ever done it non ironically. But I don't really talk to younger people very much, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I say back in my day, and it, it used to be like I used to say that. I say that a lot. It used to be like it used to be. You could do that. It used so to that, be. And that's then, the the new phrase of back in my day. Used well, to be like it's alternating. So I I will say back in my day. Uh, and that's that's it for Ask the Nuts. So I want to remind everybody: please follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/mindfudgecomedy. On Twitter, we are at mindfudgers. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Leave us a five-star review if you like the show, please. Uh, all the reviews help us get featured, help us help more people find the show, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you can also check out our website, which is mindfudgecomedy.com. Find pictures of us and funny little bios and see Sophia's watch list, which is ever-growing. Uh, if you want to find Craig, you can find him at? Matinee Heroes. On, on, uh, everything. Uh, everything. Uh, we're <laughs> matineeheroes.com, at matineeheroes on Twitter, 
matinee heroes on uh instagram and we even have a, a facebook group we don't do a page because no one ever sees a page but the group is pretty good we get a lot of interaction in there and very cool so just look up matinee heroes is it an open group anybody can join it's a closed group but only be so i can keep the spammers out but it, it's it's not like you have a requirement you just it just takes a second to let everybody in send, send them a request to join guys yeah there you go yeah and uh that is pretty much it so uh till next time keep on aspiring to be like your heroes 